0: Join us for our free online webinar on how to apply this amazing process to your gardens and fruit trees. Visit urbanfarm.org to sign up. That's urbanfarm.org. Greetings, urban farmers, gardeners, and healthy food visionaries. Greg Peterson here, and welcome to the 299th episode of the Urban Farm Podcast, where three days a week we work together educating and inspiring you to become part of your food revolution. Healthy food is something that everybody wants. Delicious and nutritious and right outside your own door is even better. Just text GARDEN to 44222 or visit iwanttogarden.com and you will receive our free webinar about the seven key factors you need to know to grow your own food. Today on our podcast, we have someone who wants to help others understand and appreciate the link between nutrition and health. We're talking with Joy Stephenson Laws about nutrition in fruits and vegetables. In both her personal and professional life, Joy is dedicated to enhancing consumer health and positively impacting the healthcare industry in the United States. She is the founding and managing partner of Stephenson. Aquisto and Coleman, a healthcare industry's premier litigation law firm. She is also the founder of Proactive Health Labs, a national nonprofit health information company that provides education and tools needed to achieve optimal health. Joy just published her first book, Minerals, the Forgotten Nutrient Your Secret Weapon for Getting and Staying Healthy. Her passion for motivating people to proactively protect their health comes from her personal experience of losing loved ones, colleagues, and friends to disease which, had they been diagnosed early enough and treated more effectively, could have either been controlled or cured. Welcome to the show today, Joy. Are you ready to rock?
1: We am ready to rock. Thank you for having me.
0: Cool. So I shared a bit about you. Can you fill in the blanks for us and share more about the path you took to get where you're at today?
1: Well, yes. You did outline quite a bit there, but in reality, too, as I started to get older and started to feel differently, I figured I needed to learn more about myself, and as you probably know, you're probably a little bit too young to know this, our eating habits you know that we had when we were in our 20s and 30s. Oh, yes. It changed <laughs> Yes as we hit our 40s. I was definitely afraid of what I was told I had to look forward to in my 40s and 50s those things like a lack of sleep and depression and hot flashes and the whole bit. So, in fact, my doctor, God bless his heart, at my annual physical, I remember, you know, earlier on in my 40s, he would tell me, this is going to happen to you when you hit this age and, you know, look forward to having these things. It's not <laughs> happening yet, but these things are going to happen. And when they do, you know, I'll prescribe the right meds for you, like, you know, hormone replacement and antidepressants and sleeping pills and the wow. whole bit. So, you know, <laughs> the good thing about being an attorney is, especially a healthcare attorney, is you're kind of trained to evaluate and understand complex information and to make it easy for you know, a jury to understand. And in this case, I just became my own jury and did a ton of research because I was not looking forward to all the things that they were predicting. So I just got to researching and asking a bunch of questions and found out, yes, your body changes, but if you know what those changes are, you can prepare for them and your ability to process food changes as we age. We don't absorb nutrients as well as we used to and so it's just about finding out what changes and prepare for them. I'm happy to say that that experience caused me to have a very happy and healthy time during my 40s and I'm now 57 and I feel as healthy as I was when I was in my 20s and 30s. So there's also a personal aspect in my case. I had to kind of do it for myself before I could talk about, you know, helping others. And that's what really happened. <laughs>
0: it's very interesting, the doctor early on in your life, planting seeds of possibility for dis-ease in your later life. Those are powerful words. And we have to be very, very careful that we don't take those to heart because as you've proven, and at 56, I'm 56, mm-hmm. I've also proven that that doesn't have to be the case.
1: Precisely, precisely. But I think as a society, we're so trained to accept what we're told and not question it and yes. go do the research for ourselves. That being said, doctors perform a very valuable role in our society. Absolutely. Sick. if I have cancer, if I, have the, if I get run over by the proverbial truck, I'm not going to be talking to you necessarily about nutrition being the first thing. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Just do whatever you need to do to get me back, you know, so that I can go practice my healthy lifestyle. But nutrition plays such a critical role in our lives. Just think about it. We eat to live, you know, and we live healthily by getting the right amount of nutrients, the right balance of nutrients. Um, from the foods we eat, as you can see, I've, I'm emphasizing from the foods we eat because there is some thinking we can just get nutrition from pills. There are some of us that have to incorporate supplements in our lives because for whatever reason, we can't get it from the foods. But the, I think the foods, they're the primary sources of, of the nutrients that we need. And as you know, by nutrients, I'm referring to you know, protein, water, carbs minerals, fats, and vitamins, because those are the six basic nutrients that we need to survive. And we get them from fruits and vegetables.
0: (laughs) We hope we get them from fruits and vegetables. There is some question about how nutrient-dense our fruits and vegetables really are.
1: With the soil soil and the whole bit. Yeah, exactly. That's our first go-to. And of course, what I've started to do is I'm lucky enough to be able to grow some of those myself.
0: Yay!
1: (laughs) And so what I've started to do is, you know, control the environment in such a way that I can, you know, pretty closely anticipate what it is that I'm going to be getting out of it, so.
0: The biggest reason you need to be growing your own food right there is because you can grow it more nutrient-dense. Yes. So what inspired you to write a book on minerals?
1: Well, just think. Many people know about vitamins and certain vitamins like you probably hear a lot about vitamin c oh yes and you usually hear about it when you're trying to fight a cold somebody tells you did you bone up on your vitamin c you hear a lot about that you hear a lot about certain minerals like iron because of anemia Uh and calcium they tell us a lot about calcium and strong bones which is true to some degree now minerals as a group are critical nutrients that i think are underrated and there's so many minerals that are out there that are necessary and those were not being highlighted. People weren't necessarily talking about them or necessarily being aware of what those minerals are and the function that they play in keeping us healthy. It's one thing to know that they exist but it's another thing to know what they do and that's why I got to talking with our medical doctors at Proactive Health Labs and we just decided, you know, we should go do some research let's all write a book about minerals because it's really not being discussed the way it needs to be discussed. We need to start a conversation. And that's pretty much what happened. We pretty much got together, did the research, and made an effort to put it out there in such a way that it was easily understandable as opposed to being in medical ease. That was very important to us. We decided it's an area that we need to emphasize because of the, the importance of uh, minerals.
0: I'm actually in the contents of your book and I'm looking at part one and the first chapter, minerals and blood pressure. Tell me about that because I in the past there has been some thought by some doctors that I've seen that I have high blood pressure, but I've spent the last couple of years really working on making sure that I get enough nutrients, and I've tested my blood pressure over the past couple of months on dozens of occasions, and I don't have high blood pressure. So I've done something. Mm
1: -hmm, mm -hmm. Can
0: you speak to that?
1: Sure. And you're probably, knowing your area, you're probably eating a ton of fruits and veggies. I am. (laughs) That you grow at home, right?
0: Yes, absolutely.
1: (laughs) So you know that minerals like potassium is found in many fruits and vegetables and magnesium as well and sodium, which we need, but in the right balance. So those minerals are critical to help our blood pressure stay normal and they have to be in the right balance, as I indicated before. Knowing that when you eat, for example, various fruits and veggies, you can get magnesium and potassium and the right proportion of sodium from those roots. that perhaps will motivate you to eat them even more because you know that they're serving a purpose. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. As opposed to just eating them and saying, oh, well, I don't like it, so I don't think I'm going to eat them anymore. I'm not going to make the effort to find another one that has the same minerals. There's so many choices of fruits and veggies out there that if you don't like a particular fruit or particular vegetable, you can find others. You know, nature gave us that option. So it's really important to know that even if you don't like one, you, can, you need to find one, and it's important to find a bunch that you like so that you can diversify your diet.
0: Yeah, the more biologically diverse your diet is, the better. Is that not the case?
1: Precisely. Yeah, but those are three minerals, for example, that are critical in helping lower, you know, to keep your blood pressure normal. And there are numerous studies that are done to support that thinking. It's not something that we're guessing.
0: <laughs> so what are the benefits of getting nutrients from food that you grow yourself rather than store-bought food?
1: Well, clearly, you control the environment. You control what goes into the soil. We know, for example, that the soils have become depleted in general, and the traditional farming soils may become depleted. And I know there are farmers that make the efforts to ensure that the soils remain nutrient-rich. If you know that going in, then when you're doing something in your backyard or if you have a small farm, you know you can put the nutrients that you need at the appropriate time that the crop is being grown so that you reap those benefits when you eat the food. And that's perhaps the only way you can guarantee that you're getting the necessary nutrients that you need from the foods that you grow yourself.
0: Making sure that you're putting those micronutrients in to the soil.
1: Precisely.
0: So how do I know if the fruits and vegetables that I'm growing and eating have the nutrients that I need?
1: So there is one way to know that whether or not you're getting it and that's testing. And that's the other aspect of nutrition because we're told that, you know, if we eat well and eat the appropriate amount of fruits and veggies, we will be healthy. But how do you really know that you're going to be healthy if you eat whatever you need to eat? It all depends on what your body is doing with it, right? So there are tests that you can do, nutrient testing, that you can do to let you know whether or not what you're doing is working, whether or not the foods you're eating are actually imparting the right amount of nutrients to you so that you can be healthy and functional. And those nutrient tests will generate tests for all your minerals, all your vitamins, probiotics, amino acids. You know, it's pretty comprehensive and many insurance companies do cover that now actually and there are specialized labs that do that and actually that's what pH labs does. We focus on healthy eating and fruits and vegetables, but in addition to that, we go one step further. We ensure that what you're eating is really working for you. right? And that's why we focus on testing because as I indicated at the start of the show, our bodies tend to absorb less of the nutrients from food as we get older, unfortunately. (laughs) And if we're sick, we have difficulty absorbing nutrients from food as well. And if we're going to have surgery, we might have to beef up on certain nutrients like vitamin C. In fact, I think it's recommended now that if you're going to have surgery, you should take at least 2,000 milligrams of vitamin C before the surgery so that you heal better. These are just things that we need to know to be proactive about our health. And testing is really the only way we can ensure that we're getting the right nutrients from the food we eat because the food may have the right amount of nutrients, but it doesn't necessarily mean that our bodies are absorbing the nutrients the way
0: it should. You're talking about actually testing our bodies, not the soil or the plants.
1: Yes, 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 yes. It's one thing to test the soil, but you still have, because our bodies are all different and we have all different experiences, our environment is different. So once the food hits us or once we put the food in our bodies, then how our bodies process that food will differ. You may not be getting the same amount of nutrients from the food that I'm getting, even though we're eating the same nutrient-rich food. So it's really important to know that and to know what your individual needs are to be able to reap the benefits of the nutrient-dense food that you might be providing to your body.
0: So tell me about PH Labs.
1: It's... Focused on the whole concept of recognizing the important role that nutrition plays in our lives and just to be proactive about our health in the sense that if we know a lot about ourselves and about the value of food and what food does, then we will take the steps to ensure that we utilize food in such a way that will reduce the likelihood of us getting sick in the future. We understand that there are certain things that we're born with genetically that may impact our ability to be healthy, but with pH or with health labs, if we know that ahead of time, then we can adjust our lifestyle to account for those deficiencies because we're not all born perfect.
0: (laughs) Or maybe we are and then just stuff comes up, right?
1: And stuff comes up too. We need to know. So we focus on food, but we also focus on appropriate testing to ensure that we're doing the right thing. And to, to give you an example, I know that I'm prone to certain diseases, both Hereditary, etc. Certain lifestyle activities I cannot engage in. For example, caffeine. I love caffeinated products, but unfortunately, I can't have it. And so, caffeine also has some good properties and good benefits. But I cannot have caffeine because I will perhaps eventually have a heart attack.
0: <laughs> mm, oh yeah, you don't want to go there.
1: No, exactly. So, but I know that, so I can prepare for that. You probably recall that guy on Biggest Loser who just who's in great shape but ended up having a heart attack. Do you recall his name? I can't remember his name.
0: I can't, but I, I remember the story.
1: Yeah, there are tests that you can do that can show what your propensity, genetic testing that you can do that shows what your propensity is. And if you know that, then there are things that you can do to prevent it or reduce significantly reduce the likelihood of having those um, incidents occur. Another thing with me is genetically, I am predisposed to not absorbing vitamin C from foods. foods. I eat a ton of fruits, fruits and vegetables, but I can absorb all the other minerals, all the other vitamins except vitamin C. I was always low in vitamin C and I've had to get around that by supplementing and injecting, you know, getting vitamin C injections. These are some of the things that if you know ahead of time, you can address and that's what we do at PH Labs. We address issues by trying to find what the cause is.
0: And you discover that through testing?
1: Yes, I discovered that through testing. Through testing, I realized that my vitamin C levels are abnormally low and I kept eating all these fruits and veggies <laughs> <laughs> and it just wasn't working. And then we realized, oh, well, it's not true, no fault of your own that's happening. So right. that's what proactive health is about. It's to figure out whether or not what you're doing is working. And once you do that, you're in a better position to address diseases and be more proactive about your health because what we look for, are imp- we want to create consumers who are empowered about their health, you know, and ask the right questions when they go to their doctor as opposed to just receive information.
0: So what kind of testing do you do at PH labs?
1: We have tons of testing. We do nutrient testing, we do genetic testing, we do routine blood work where appropriate. If there any type of lab testing that's necessary to determine how healthy you are we do that we test for fat one of the big things is the whole concept of you know what's a healthy weight many people don't recognize that being skinny does not necessarily mean you're healthy you could be skinny and you have a ton of fat We have a machine called an in-body machine where we test the water content in your body to ensure that you're not dehydrated. We test your fat content to make sure that you're not carrying around too much fat because excess fat can create many diseases and many many cancer cells, for example, grow in fat cells. So um, we test for that. We test lead muscle mass to see if you have too little. There are many tests that we do, but they're all focused or geared towards ensuring that you have balance in if it's nutrients or in body composition. And all those things will enable you to lead a healthier life.
0: Beautiful. I want to kind of go back to the planting question a little bit more. And given that my nutritional needs change over time, how can I address this in my planting strategy?
1: Okay, so in your planting strategy, I'm not sure you can necessarily address it there because in your planting strategy, you're doing whatever you need to do to ensure that your plants have adequate or maximum nutrients. And that's independent of how your body is going to react to the plants once it Gets inside your system. So you really have no control over that. All you control is ensuring that you have good quality plants.
0: Nutrient dense.
1: Yeah, nutrient dense plants. And that's necessary. And that's step one of the equation. Now the next issue is how does my body um, react when I eat those plants? Is it picking up all the nutrients that it needs to pick up from those plants? or And if it's not, what can I do to enhance or make the plants or the nutrients more bioavailable to me? And that's a real issue. And you will not know that unless you test.
0: Do you have suggestions on how to make the nutrients more bioavailable to me?
1: Sure. And that's where perhaps supplementing in some instances work. Because if your body is incapable of picking up the nutrients tr- or certain nutrients through plants or, or the, you know, foods then there are ways to ensure that your body gets it for example in my case with vitamin C you can get it injected there's a new technology out called liposome the vitamin C is delivered in a fat-based solution it absorbs in your body a lot differently than a water-soluble vitamin C it's a quicker absorption method so it's a matter of finding out you know what your needs are and adjusting the delivery system to address those problems
0: so I'm going to shift on you, and I'd like for you to talk about a time you failed, how you overcame that failure, and what you might have learned from it.
1: Oh, yes. Failures. Those are definitely good things to learn from. When I went to college, I was actually pre-med. I did great at it, great at the courses, until I got to my, the beginning of my fourth year and did I think it was organic chemistry. And I actually got C's. I think one course I got a C- minus in, and that wasn't good. And at that point, I had to make a decision to switch majors in my final year of college. I consider that a failure because it, it meant that I wasn't going to achieve what it is that i set out to achieve. But I learned from it, and here's what happened. My family was upset. My advisor and family were upset about the change, but I made a decision to change majors and did pre-law and told myself if I did law, I was gonna do healthcare law and learn still as much about you know, healthcare as possible, but not having to focus on biochemistry. (laughs) And it worked out because the motivation was there. I didn't want to fail. And when I did law, I made sure that I represented healthcare providers and patients in a way that was helpful to their well-being and their health. And that's what I continue to do today.
0: Oh yeah, that's wonderful. I was actually curious, and I was going to ask you that question in a little while, the bridge between law and the medical industry. And so what I just heard you say is you started out going into the medical industry and the law piece was kind of an intermediate piece and now you ended up back here.
1: Exactly. And what better way to end up back there, too, because the law piece forced me to learn so much more about the industry, perhaps more than I would have learned as a physician. And not only that, as an attorney, you have to learn a wide variety of healthcare issues and learn it in a way that you can keep it simple and explain it to someone who has no understanding about healthcare. <laughs> that was very helpful because it forced you to take complex issues and make them simple.
0: So what do you consider your biggest success?
1: Success? I would say achieving a good or great education, getting a good education and completing the process. Education is so critical in thriving and understanding ourselves. And I managed to complete my educational process in a timely manner. Perhaps that's my biggest accomplishment, because in my mind, I think education is the ultimate equalizer. For those of us who weren't born with trust funds. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Which is most of us.
1: It's a way to be successful, and not necessarily successful monetarily, just overall successful. It's a way to be successful in life and make a difference to, to our own lives and in other people's lives. So I think, to be honest, just getting a good education was my ultimate accomplishment and success.
0: I love that you said you got your education in a timely manner. I actually was in school. I started my college career in 1979, and in 1981, I got a grade average at my semester at Arizona State University. And that was the end of my college career, or so I thought. I actually went back in 1999. I got a bachelor's degree and a master's degree in 04 and 06. But one of the things that I learned along the way for myself was that I never stopped learning. I didn't go to college in 1981 and finish a degree. But when I went back to get my degree, I had 128 credit hours that I had accumulated over those, you know, that 15, 16 year period of time, because every time I wanted to learn something, I'd go out and take a class on it. So I'm a big, big proponent of being a lifelong learner. And these days with online courses, you know, like our gardening classes at Urban Farm U, you dream it up. There's a class on it out there. Go find it and take it.
1: Exactly, exactly. No, we're all learning and we're always educating ourselves. And what I learned through formal education is the importance of continuing to educate yourself even after you leave school. And I wonder though, as it relates to myself, sometimes I wonder whether or not I would have finished the formal process if I didn't just get it over with in one sitting. You know what I mean? (laughs) Because there's so many, you can get sidetracked easily once you start accumulating bills and having to deal with other issues in life that I wonder sometimes if I had stopped and taken a break, if I would have finished it. And that's why I said finishing it was really important to me because while I would have educated myself perhaps later on, I don't know what path I would have taken and how I would have thought about things if I hadn't done it. So who knows?
0: What drives you?
1: What drives me? Oi. It's pretty basic, to be honest with you. I just want to make a difference before I leave this earth. Um, I'm just being blunt. Because unlike most people, perhaps, I don't see life as making a bunch of money. That doesn't Money doesn't drive me, but... We're here for a time, and I think what defines us is the difference we can make before we leave, because we're all going to leave. I kind of want to ask myself and have a good answer. What did you do? What difference did you make? And I would kind of like to be able to answer that question in a positive way. In a nutshell, it's just about making a difference in people's lives and being happy doing it.
0: So if you could recommend one book for our listeners, what would it be and why?
1: Okay, so I'm not going to recommend my book. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's okay. We already talked about that. Go ahead and tell us the name of your book again so everybody remembers it.
1: The name of my book is Minerals: The Forgotten Nutrient, and we talked about that earlier, you're right. And I'm proud of that accomplishment because I got it out and it was an important topic to dis- to be discussed. But seriously, I don't like nonfiction books, as a general rule. I generally like books that I can learn something from, and that's practical. I like Malcolm Gladwell. I love his books, and, and I think I liked Outliers. He's written a bunch. The one I perhaps like the most is Outliers. It was just about knowing, you know, you admire people who succeed, and you always wonder, well, how did they do it? I, I never thought that it was necessarily luck or privilege. I always thought that success was a combination of a number of things including hard work. I think he kind of confirmed that. So I would say that perhaps is my favorite book because the harder you work at something, this, you know, and combine that with, a, with other factors, the more likely you are going to be successful.
0: He's also the one, in fact, that's the book where he proposed that you become an expert with 10,000 hours of...
1: Precisely, precisely, yeah. yes. And it's so true, though, and I've proven a lot of the things that he said in his book because it's, I've been practicing law for close to 30 years, perhaps more, 30-something years, and you get to the point where, and I've been practicing healthcare law, and I get to the point where I can do it in my sleep, you know, you know the issues, you know what questions to ask, you know, you do it, but whereas when I just started, I had to do so much homework to understand the area in order to be able to explain it. It's a lot shorter time now, unless it's something new. And it's been more than 10,000 hours. So I think there definitely is some truth to what he's saying. Um, You you know, you have to put in a lot of time to get to be an expert. And he figured it was 10,000 hours. Um, It may be.
0: That's a very interesting place to look, that's for sure. So I just actually did some quick math. If you're working 2,000 hours a year, that's about how many hours there are work hours in a year. And times 30 years, that is 60,000 hours by the way.
1: Yeah, gosh. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) I didn't even think about it that way. Yeah.
0: (laughs) I'm kind of a numbers guy when it comes to stuff like that. (laughs) What one final piece of advice would you have for our listeners?
1: I've always said I don't control what happens in the future. Sometimes people would ask me at the the law firm, you know, what's my five-year plan or what's my 10-year plan? And I think they're somewhat dumbfounded when I respond that I don't have one because I really don't. But what I do know is that if I do a good job at what I'm currently doing, meaning for the cases that I have, if I do my best to give the client a good result, then the rest will take care of itself because I don't control what happens once I go to trial. The jury could choose to rule against me. I don't control that. But what I control is doing as much research and preparation as possible so that the chances of winning are greatly increased. So since I don't control what happens in the future, I tend to prepare a lot and recognize that perhaps the future depends on you know, what I do today. So while I'm here with you today, I'm going to do a good job. And then whatever happens, you know, it takes care of itself. I think to some degree too that's also relevant with healthcare and taking care of ourselves because our future health depends in large part on how proactive we are about our health today. You know, our future health depends on the type of foods we choose to eat today that affects our future health. It's all about what we do in the here and now today and that impacts our future. But I'm not going to sit here and worry that in 10 years time I should be doing X or, you know, what could happen because it's not something that I control.
0: Well, thank you so much for joining us on the show today, Joy.
1: Thank you, too, for having me. It was very enlightening, good conversation.
0: (laughs) Thank you. So how can our listeners get a hold of you?
1: You can go to my website. It's phlabs.org. That's P as in Paul, H as in Happy, Labs, L-A-B-S, phlabs.org. And you can find out all about us and myself there and get lots of information, too. We publish health information on that site, talking about the nutritious value or the nutrient value of various fruits and vegetables and why you need to eat them, and we talk about lots of health issues on that site. So even unusual fruits, perhaps, that you perhaps have not heard about, like chocho, we call it chocho in Jamaica, coyote. We talk about a lot of many fruits and vegetables and what the value, the nutrient value is so that you have choices, you know, cherries and watermelon. It's not just that they taste good, but, you know, you're eating with a purpose. So you're getting what the nutrients are that you'll get from those foods. So you can find all that information on phlabs.org.
0: Perfect. And Joy is also the author of Minerals, The Forgotten Nutrient, Your Secret Weapon for Getting Healthy and Staying Healthy. And that'll be on our show notes page. You can also find show notes from today's podcast at urbanfarm.org forward slash PH Labs. Well, that's it for today. Thanks for joining us on the Urban Farm Podcast.
1: We hope you enjoyed today's episode of the Urban Farm Podcast. Remember to listen three days a week for tips, advice, and resources to help you on your journey with urban farming. You can find us on the web at urbanfarm.org